Hey, what's up? It's the Man Fuse Podcast. Kaylee here, audio producer, voice artist, and your host, my co-host, Ben H., Mr. Real Estate. So today on the Man Fuse Podcast, we're going to talk about a neighbor of mine's 22-year-old son was killed, and it struck me. If you can protect your kids for 22 years, you'd think the odds were pretty good they were going to last. You just never know what's coming around the corner. It's tragic. It's sad. And it makes me stop and realize, once again, how precious these moments are with your friends, your family, your kids, and even yourself. Let me tell you what happened. I don't know this couple. I know where they live. I know the house. But I don't know them. I've never seen them. I do have friends that live next to them and around them. Mm. across from them, right next to them. And last week, well, so my neighbor comes out, the the neighbor to them comes mm. out and sees that there are two cop cars in the cul-de-sac in front of their house, one being a um, Forsyth County police officer, which is where the county we live in. Right. And one of them was a Cobb County police officer behind it. Yeah. And so the neighbor, our friend that comes out is like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. And I guess as she was checking her mail and being one part nosy, was right about the time that the police told this family that their 22-year-old son was killed in a car accident in Cobb County. Oh. A 22-year-old boy who was engaged to be married in two months. Here in your neighborhood? Yes. Dude. Our friend, the neighbor of this family, you know, sends my wife the the pictures of the cops. And then about two hours later, the whole cul-de-sac is filled up with cars. Yeah. And a couple hours after that, an ambulance shows up because I think the fiancé just went into a fucking panic attack yeah, yeah. over the news yeah. that her soon-to-be husband is now no longer with them. That's horrible. And so we didn't know them. You know, a bunch of my neighbors got together and, you know, because what could this family need? I mean, yeah. they've had a ton of traffic taking up this cul-de-sac, yeah. which a lot of support. Don't know if they were Persian the Persian community, yeah. just just like an Indian community, yeah. while it's big, it's small. Yeah. So a lot of people know each other. Right. And so you could imagine the support system that might come out for something like that. I'm not sure they're Persian. And if I'm getting that wrong and they ever hear this, I apologize. But so a lot of the neighbors pulled in together and yeah. like put money because it's like, what is this family going to need? And got him like a $700 gift certificate to Walmart just because, you know, who wants to go shopping for toilet paper sure. or things of that nature, stupid yeah. things. I started thinking, I'm like, here's parents that have gotten their kid to be 22 mm. years old. You have raised your son mm. to be 22 years old. You've taken them and You've kept them safe for 22 years. And I just started thinking, I mean, could you imagine if you live even as old as we have, we're in our, you know, 40s, low, mid 40s. 
I mean, it's basically dumb fuck luck. Yeah. You know, there is a part of being aware of your surroundings and trying not to making decisions put you in the wrong place at the wrong time, but there can always be a wrong place, wrong time. Yeah. And there was nothing that this boy could have done about it except take a different route. Right. But how would you know? Of course he wouldn't have known or he would And he wasn't drinking. He wasn't, and I don't know the details of the person who hit him on this two-lane road who basically veered out of their lane around a curve and hit him head on. Yeah. They didn't even get the call. Just kind of doing some deduction. I was like, well, if he would have made it to the hospital alive... They wouldn't have sent a Cobb County police officer all the way across town to be accompanied by a Forsyth County officer to basically knock on the door and say, we're sorry, but your son is dead. Right. They would have called and said, hey, Mr. and Mrs. So-and-so, you need to get to the hospital. That's right. They didn't even get to make that call because he was dead on scene. Wow. And I'm not trying to bring anybody down, but it's just, it's just another reminder it's like the variables. Like you step outside, mm-hmm. you have no idea. Just like you when you were driving down 400, yep. and that metal pole, yeah, flew through the car. If you would have been the car in front, yeah, it would have hit in a different area. Is it that what you said? If it would have been a little bit higher, because it stuck right through the but grill still, of my the, car. The variable of your timing, right, put it in a place that, out of all the cars that were passing yeah. and circling around. It impaled your car. car. Right in front of the driver's seat, too. And I'm sure that thing had been out there for yeah. probably a couple hundred cars. Yeah, sure. It's really interesting, and it's it's uh, it's true. You have to be really careful. It's going to be sad when you die, but you are going to die. We all are. Nobody knows when they're going to die. We all hope it's going to be longer, not shorter, especially when we have kids. And we hope that we're going to go before our kids go. That's the biggest one. That, and we hope to see our kids grow up. We hope to see our kids grow up and and, and Some of so us forth. won't. But not all of us will. And it's really sad. And, and I mean, honestly, one of my greatest fears is having one child. If we lost that one child, that's everything. That's our whole future of our blood. I mean, that's everything. It's gone. I think to have multiple children is pretty smart from that perspective. Not to say that anyone is more valuable than the next. But if you had two or three children and you lost one, it wouldn't be, that would be any less sad, but at least you still have another child or two, right? It's not, it's not your whole world being destroyed. All of your worlds are being destroyed. Sometimes for some people, though, the loss of one. Oh, I'm not. Yeah, yeah, no, I know you're not putting more weight. I'm not trying to lessen it in any, in any case. I'm just saying that as someone with one child, I would prefer to have two. And for us, God just hasn't made it that way but let me ask you a question ben and i know you and your lovely wife have and you come from a family of three yeah i'm the oldest of three oldest of three um obviously you love having your siblings yeah and you still do yeah have you given up no not at all we'd still love to have one if that were not dealt to you in the cards of having one you guys haven't done IVF. No. Would you guys ever consider adopting? I would. Yeah, absolutely. We, we definitely considered that. I mean, it's not something that we're prepared for at this moment, but we definitely have considered it. I love kids, man. I, I, think, I think it's great. 
I have a mentor who has four adopted children. Yeah, you do. And, uh, and, and it's pretty cool to see. For him, he's got a charity in Africa, and so he adopts kids through his charity. And uh, these are kids that he's known since they were little babies. They're just born in a country that's so impoverished that their families give them to orphanages yeah. because they'll have a better life. That's good. I mean, well, yeah. They'll have a better life as an orphan than they will living with the parents. Now, how hard must that be for the parents of these children? To sacrifice To give like... their child to, and in many cases, these orphanages are not better. And his orphanage, it's, um, it's called All for One. And they, their, their centers are family centers where you can give your child to the orphanage and you can come and see your child. They do local only so that family can stay engaged with the child as they go through school. They have visitation days and stuff like that. But they're not adopting them out to like American families, are they? Not necessarily, but you could. But the ones he's adopted are the ones that really have no parents. Um, and I mean, just to see these kids come over here to the United States and go to school and play soccer and play football and go to college. I mean, it's just, you just can't imagine what their life would be like otherwise. If they even would end up having one. Right. Most of the people where they come from starve to death. They're like Um, the images you would see Ethiopia where the kids are like skin and bones probably. And they're not getting medical care. I'm friendly with these kids and I talk to them. And particularly the one that just came over, he's in his 20s. He would say, you know, what people don't understand is that we don't know where we're going to sleep night to night. Not only do you not know what you're going to eat, but you don't know where you're going to sleep. Gives life a whole different appreciation. And we're talking a child. I mean, it's one thing if you're an adult and you've made mistakes, you're a homeless person on the street. I'm not saying it's any better. And I think that the country needs to invest more into that and mental health than we are funding wars that have nothing to do with us. But that's a whole nother conversation. These are kids, you know, they're eight year old kids. And so they're sold into slavery. They're sold into trafficking. They're sold into these cobalt mines they are sold into sex slavery and all different kinds of unbelievable things. It's like the movie, the sound of freedom. Did you see it? I haven't yet. Yeah, yeah. You I've been waiting it. for it. I, I'm not going to be able to make it into the movies to see it, but I've been waiting for it to be able to buy it or rent it um, on streaming, and they still haven't released it. I think and it's just it's, crushing it so hard in the theater. It's pissing me off. You know? People. Well, you can pre-order it. I think it's 20 bucks on Apple TV I don't want to pre-order it. I want to watch it now. Yeah, I know. It's a good movie, man, and I think they're just continuing to crush it in the theater. Such a box office hit. Sold over $150 million or something like that at this point in yeah. a month. And it's unbelievable. The movie itself has recently led to like massive, um, you know, successful sting operations. Awareness. It's creating even more awareness around it. But it's created real time like rescues and stuff like that. I saw something the other day that they were using. Um, well, a they're trying to educate truckers. Yeah. And people who are on the roads all the time, like right. on the highways, like people who drive and haul loads. There are things to look for when you're out on the road yeah. to identify somebody that might be either involved or might be a victim of trafficking. Yeah. But also how they were using AI. One state in particular was using AI to compute traffic patterns. Mm. And it was analyzing all this data. Yeah. And it was um, a state where 
they take pictures of license plates. Right. So it sees what cars are coming and going on these traffic patterns. And basically it came up with this formula and picked out a handful of cars that it thought were the most suspicious in some form of drug trafficking due to its comings and goings at certain times. Right. And it spit out like five or six potential flagged cars that could be a drug trafficker. And they put out an alert and they fucking busted this one. That's awesome. And he fucking hands down was a fucking drug trafficker. Wow. And had been going and it was his route on who he would go and hook up from. Yeah. Which is crazy to think about. It is. Like, how often is this car passing through? Isn't that fucking crazy? Well, I'll give away a piece of the movie. I mean, you want to talk about something disturbing as it pertains to your kids. So this guy is approached by this beautiful woman. And she's representing a modeling agency for kids. (laughs) And he's got a beautiful little girl, seven years old. And the lady's saying, listen... I think your daughter has, you know, the potential to be a child model. You know, they don't make a ton of money, but, you know, it's a little bit. There's an audition. And as she's explaining this, her little brother walks in. And she goes, oh, who is this? And they introduce the little boy. And she was like, wow, sir, like you have some really beautiful kids. You know, it it could be the case that he is uh, a potential also. And they were like, oh, my gosh, it's great. So she gives them the time for the audition. They get all dressed up. I don't know where the mother was. I guess the mother just wasn't there. Maybe she had passed away or something. This dad had a young son and and daughter, seven and four years old, took the bus to this audition site. And he gets there, and it's a full-fledged audition. They open this door, and it's like this office. And there's all these kids in there, and it's like they've got cameras. It looks legit. Completely legit. And she's like, okay, thank you. It's going to take a few hours. Just drop them off here. Be back at 7 p.m., And uh, we're going to do the pictures and everything like that. And uh, we'll see what comes back. So he's like, okay, fine. So he leaves and he comes back at seven and everything's gone. The whole thing's locked up, shut down, nobody there. Empty street, empty office building, like it never even happened. And actually, while he was gone, they were taking pictures of the kids as models. To sell. To sell the kids into slavery. And let me guess, the landlord had no record of anybody it wasn't even that it was just like it was just nobody was there at all talk about feeling sick imagine that Woo! imagine well i would never leave my kid there like that i mean well i wouldn't either and we all kind of think that but then again i dropped my kid off at school this morning i mean there's just certain times you know they go to football practice i mean there's just things and and i agree i mean I, i i probably wouldn't leave my kid yeah, yeah, normally I I know the parent like I of course I, right. yeah absolutely and and we're very cautious but I'm just saying it happens and that leads into this family you know of who just lost their 22 year old you never know you can only do so much to protect that's right the ones you loved and yourself mm-hmm. you know so make use of the time you've got be extra cautious love them while you got them that's it. Hey, thanks for listening to the ManFuse podcast. If this show or any of our previous shows has made you want to reach out, do so. at 770-744-5227. Join the show. Share the show. Hit us up at ManFuse.com. Anything else, Ben? Peace out. Later.
Foo Media.